Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly show about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry. And in just a moment, Brandon is going to join us as we reconnect with Matt Sandrini. Matt was on a show, our show, uh, about a year and a half ago, and we talked about him becoming the time zillionaire and how you also can make the most out of the time you have available. See, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We only have today. And Matt has really taken his focus on leveraging time to a whole nother level. In this episode, we're going to catch up with him on some of the things he's been doing over the past 18 months and talk about how he truncated a project from 12 months down to three months and how you can apply that same philosophy to get more done in less time. It's, it's all about time management, but it's not just time management, but how you see the time available to you. So sit back and relax unless you're driving. In that case, we need you to stay safe as you listen to our show as we dive in with Matt and Brandon about how to leverage time to get more results and more outcome. Here we go. All right, Brandon, welcome back. Uh, thanks for dragging me over here on a Tuesday morning. We're talking across the pond today, so we had to get up early so he doesn't have to stay up too late. I know. I'm making it sound like I'm complaining about being up early in the morning, but <laughs> it's like I, wake up at, I wake up at five every morning, and if I'm feeling daring, I get up at four. So <laughs> this is no big deal. Uh, anyway, uh, Brandon mentioned we're talking across the pond this morning, and that is true because we have Matt Sandrini back on the show. Uh, he was here about a year and a half ago talking with us about being a time zillionaire. And since then, he's been traveling the world, mostly Europe, and uh, has a new book that, by the time you hear this episode, will have been released. And so, Matt, well, good evening to you, I guess. Good afternoon and uh, <laughs> good morning from us. <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Uh, it's great to be good to be back on the show. Thanks for you. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, thanks for waking up early to to talk to me. It's two p.m. here, so yeah, you know, I feel that like I'm in the future, but it's still. <laughs> It's not too late. <laughs> oh, man. The, the funnest part about scheduling this time with you was seeing Brandon's face do the math on the time difference. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't physically well, what see What was him. really difficult is that as a summertime kicks in three weeks earlier in the US. So when we, when we scheduled it, it was actually a different, like the difference was, was different than it is now. So I had to like ah. work it in my in my head and go like, oh yeah, it's like five hours now, but it'll be six when we speak. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. whole time change thing with daylight savings. I'm like, okay, let's just pick one and stick with it. I don't yeah. care which one it is, just pick one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a push for us to do away with that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that it is happens the- every year this oh, okay. time of year, and then it kind of fizzles out <laughs> towards the winter time and stuff. But we hadn't uh, talked to Matt 
in person in a really long time, uh-huh. but we talk all the time via uh, Twitter yep. and stuff like that. And we've been watching you uh, do your thing. And when we talked to you a long time ago, you actually were living in Manchester. Now you're living in London and you've done right. quite a bit in the last year and a half and uh, including write this book. I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording about this book and kind of where, how you got to uh, finish it. But I, I love the point you made about you gave yourself three months to to write this book. So tell us a little bit about the thought process of writing this book. What made you want to put this out there and become a New York Times bestseller and uh, sell a million books? In the making. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I've had a book inside me for a long time. But I think that we, we all do. We all have more than one Um and, and that realization was important because it was, it allowed me to let go of wanting to make it perfect and then add every single thought. I was just, no, how can I just create one journey? And then if I have something else, it'll be a different book. But I remember, um, I decided this while I was traveling and I thought, you know, time to write a book. Why, why don't I have a book out there? And so, um, I just, uh, I just thought about, okay, who do I want to write it for? And I work with, with business owners one to one. I coach them on how to get results faster and also um, really own their time and own the week um, so that they can get results in their business and so I was thinking okay I'm going to write it for you know for two specific uh, kinds of people I, I tend to work with they go through a transformation in their life and business and once that was clear then I, I designed a, a journey that I wanted to create for for the book and then all I did is like I thought about every single action and step that it was required to actually go from idea to the final book and I, I decided on a time frame, which was, you know, three months. And then I spread those actions over those uh, three months and a few weeks. And I was like, I have to get it done. And, you know, I was saying earlier, it's funny that if I'd given myself 12 months, I probably would have never finished it because I would have started a second book and then not finish either. Or maybe started another project or, or let go. So it was just so good to go like, no, short deadline, no space for fear or for procrastination, second thoughts. Just to get it out, you know, put a final stop uh, period and uh, and that's it. Done. <laughs> I, I love that concept. And I know everyone listening is thinking the same thing because we've all been in school. It's like, well, the test isn't until Friday. I'll study Thursday night. And, and <laughs> oh. it would be great if we started on Monday morning and kind of spaced it out. But we'd never do that. But every time you really accomplish something, it's because you have a deadline kind of staring at you. I've got to get this done. I do that with races. I sign up for it. Then I train for it. And that way you have to. The, the clock is just ticking no matter what. And I know your website, uh, Time Zillionaire. Am I getting that right? That was yeah. the first yeah. one. Time Zillionaire. Yeah, well, yeah. Because you've always been very focused on time and treating it like money. It's, it's very finite and you have to budget it and schedule it. And so yeah. that helped you a lot get this book written. How did you schedule your days? Because you've also traveled quite a bit in the last uh, 200 yeah, 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 or yeah. so days. Well, well, the concept is that, you know, you can make more money per minute, but you can't make more minutes per minute, right? So time is really the only limited resource and you have to leverage it to find, you know, to have any any results in life or business or want to make more money. You need to use that time in a great way. You want to have, you know, more joy, great experiences. You have to leverage that time. And so really it was about being conscious of that and wanting to go for, uh, for output rather than input. You know, very often we look for, is it, you know, is, is, is what I'm working on hard? And if it is, if I feel busy, 
we think it's good, but actually it doesn't really matter the input. What we want is the output, right? Mm -hmm. And from like working on the book on a sprint, one thought that came to mind is, would I rather write one book in three years or three books in one year? And which one I would prefer, right? It doesn't just apply to books, it applies to, to everything. If I can, if I can compress more in my time, then it's like living, it's like living multiple years in one. And, um, and that was, it, it was really good. And so, like you were saying, it's also really important to, uh, to take control of your time and really when you, when you know what's important to you, what works for you, whether it's the people you, you hang out with or the clients you want to work with, the, the purpose you have for your business, for your mission, um, you know, all the things that, that bring you a lot of results and joy, go all in on those and make sure that you, you create a wall to guard them from, from distractions and, and, and interruptions and that clarity without that clarity. You can't do that because you are reactive all the time instead of being proactive and going for going for the win, going for your target. I like that. Um, well, two things. One, instead of spending it out for twelve months like a lot of people do, like I'm going to write a book by December of the end of the year, and <laughs> well, I guess December is always the end of the year, but that's not the Most point. Of the time. <laughs> it's that uh, one you truncated it down to three months, and from there you you thought with like the end in mind. So the end result is a book that's ready to go, published, and so on. And then you worked backwards to identify what those milestones were, those key outputs you needed to do day after day, and. Uh, I just love the the mind shift or the mindset of don't think about the inputs that you're putting in, not, not the busy work or the activity. Uh, I did air quotes for people who can't see me, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the focus more on the output. What am I producing in this one minute? Yeah. What am I producing in this one hour, this one day versus uh, what are the what are the activities I went through? And uh, the reason why that kind of hits me right now is because in the work I do with you know consulting with leaders and uh, departments and improving human performance. Yeah, we tend to get caught up in the activities themselves. Like, it'd be so fun if, um, you know, we did this activity or this would be so engaging and fun if we did this. But really what we've got to ask ourselves is, what is the end result that we need that group of people to think and do and perform in and then work backwards from there? What is it they need to practice and engage in so that they do get there? And uh, so I, yeah. I love that outputs versus inputs and then really managing that. What do I do? produce in that time and i really like what you said that you know i say they start with the end in mind because yeah, yeah. you know most of the time the the natural thing is start the day sit at your desk uh, or or open your your laptop and do whatever is next whether it is next on your to-do list or maybe it's an email coming in or whatever comes to mind it's just the next thing the thing is that way you don't go in a in a clear direction it's just the next step in any direction really when you start with the end in mind and go like, okay, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to, to finish, to, to accomplish. Then you can, you know, you know, which steps will take you there and you can just take them in, you know, you, you can align them and make sure that you get there. Yeah. yeah. So for someone listening saying, well, yeah, Matt, you never mess this up. You've got this down and you're, you perfected it. What's something that messes your schedule up? A messes, say you have a great plan for Tuesday, but then what's something that can just totally throw you off? Maybe you do intentionally or accidentally or somebody does to you. Well, um, when we work on something, especially if it's the first time or something we, uh, we're not familiar with, it's very difficult to know every single step, right? So very often there'll be something like, um, well, last week I was working with, with a freelancer on finishing up a few things for, for the book and it took a couple of days longer than I expected. 
So that meant that I had to, you know, to move around a few things. And that's fine. It just, you know, it, it just, you need to, to understand that in, in life, life is not a regimented experience, right? But at the same time, I talk of, you know, I, I like to have the, what I call the structure to be unstructured, which means that, you know, when I do, when I do organize my day, I organize my week and I know when the important things are going to happen, then I can be unstructured in what matters to me. If I want to take Tuesday evening to go to, to dinner with friends or have a workout in the afternoon or take a nap or take a day off in, in, you know, on a Wednesday, I can do that. And, you know, a great example is, I only work with coaching clients on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. And that means that those two days, especially, you know, Monday in the PM and then and then Thursday all day, um, they can be quite intense and also they're not very flexible. But by doing that, I create a constraint, a structure that allows me to be unstructured, which means that on a Friday, I can take a day off if I want to. On a Wednesday, I can be really strategic or focus on something that is long term. And it's really, it's really understanding that. Uh, if you want flexibility, you need structure that supports that, that allows you to, to do that. They, they really are best friends. They're not our enemies, like, my, you know, like we would assume naturally. And I know last time you were on, we talked about some of that, of, of scheduling your time, either uh, say you're just going to watch Netflix or you're going to, like you said, take a nap or work out. Scheduling that makes it happen because it's on your schedule. So from three to four, this is what I do. Yeah. So even if, if, if it's an activity where you're the only person involved, you know, make sure that you put it in your calendar. Uh, very often we think of our calendar as a place where we, we schedule other people in our week and our time. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't do that. But it's, it's actually, it's, it's very important to do that. Make sure that, okay, if it's a personal thing, if it's, you know, if I'm going to, to the gym every, every two days or whatever that is, you should put it in your calendar as well. So you know that you have a commitment. And actually, you have you have budgeted that time for what matters to you, um, instead of just what you have to do or what you're forced to do, like a meeting. You know, and no, everything should be in that calendar. At least everything that really matters, so that you know around it, then you have that flexibility we were talking about. Yeah, and even if it's something like you said, a couple of hours, you're going to just take a nap and not do anything. Schedule that time. So, if somebody yeah. says, "Hey, Matt, can you meet me at three o'clock?" Well, no, I have something scheduled. Then I can meet you at five. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. And, and when you do that, also you have that. You know, we we're talking about having a short deadline. And when you really, when your day and your week are um, full of, of things that you want to do, as well as things that you that you have to do. But you know, when you make it really, um, you you fill your week with things that are really exciting. What happens is that now you have a shorter deadline every day. You have to make things happen, and then you focus on that output instead of, you know, being really busy. So you have to be effective. You kind of force yourself um, to be really effective. Yeah. So you're not what some people are probably thinking in their head. You're not one of these people that's just totally crazy about your schedule and you do something 12, 14 hours a day. You you schedule that downtime too. So you you run off with friends or sit in front of the TV and veg out. You You don't work all the time. Oh, no, no, I don't. I know that like, you know, the best way, the best way for me to be, um, a, a high performer and, uh, do things really, really quickly, but also at a high standard is to live a great life. You know, if I spend my life in front of a laptop 24 hours, my output is going to be very poor because I'm going to go, well, I'm working really hard and I'm not getting any results really. I'm kind of punishing myself for great work. But when you do like, you know what, I'm going to do something I'm passionate about, but also, take time off and do something else I'm passionate about, see people I want to spend time with or, you know, create a new experience. Um, 
that is really important because then it creates a system that really supports everything else. You know, being really happy and, and recharging that makes you better at work. And then the, you know, working really hard kind of gives you that purpose to then be able to you know create those experiences. So it really is like an ecosystem. So in in creating that ecosystem, have you been able to see things that were part of your life that maybe you had to remove? They're not necessarily bad on their own, but as part of your system and part of your environment, you took out so you could be more productive? Yeah, I think more it's, it's uh, in general, it's a choice of, you know, what gives me more results. So whatever that means, if it's like, you know, having um, – great time off or recharging or results in business it's knowing what works for you and then you have to say no to everything else purely because we only have 24 hours and so we can't have 25 or 96 and so you know we do have to say no to those things that maybe don't work as well so that we can focus on those things that um they give us results all those people that we really enjoy spending time with or we can give more value to so, Matt, if people want to learn about you and learn what you do and how maybe they can uh, connect with you and learn more about not only the book, but your coaching and some of the other things you do, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, they can find me uh, on timezillionaire.com. Um, I, I share like my tips and, uh, um, and more about my, my coaching on it as well. And then they can find me on social media at Matt Sandrini. If uh, there's one takeaway from this show, I'd love if you know our listeners could could share that with me on social media. That'd be great. Yeah. So the book is out on Amazon and Audible, uh, and you can find a free chapter at timesinternet.com forward slash chapter. And what was your home address for people that just want to stop by? <laughs> no one's ever going to fall happened. for that, man. <laughs> you never know. If you're ever in London, give him a call. He'll he'll let you stay over. No, just knock. Yeah, just knock. He's got a free uh, Airbnb. You can stay with him and hang out. You know. So you're going to come to the States eventually. We're going to have you in Texas and uh, we're, we're going to get to hang out and enjoy some tacos. But you can also find Matt on Twitter. He's usually all over the place there and and uh, asking questions and kind of challenging people and stuff like that and, and the way they think. So look him up, get in touch and find out how you can just learn from him. Not necessarily, maybe you don't need uh, direct coaching, but you can just learn from some of the things he's doing and definitely get the book because learning how to invest your money is less important than investing your time because time is finite. You can't make more of it. So thanks, uh, Matt, for joining us and coming on today. And if you're listening to this in early April, the book's out. Go get it. And if you're listening to this later on in life, then the book is still the out. Book is still out. So go, <laughs> go get it and get you a copy and, uh, and then definitely give him feedback. Let him know what you learned. Let him, uh, know that, you know, something that benefited you or, or even something maybe you didn't like. Let, let's start the conversation and see what, uh, we can do better next time or he can do better next time. So thanks a lot, Matt, for joining us. Thanks for having me and thanks for tuning in. My pleasure. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. And you can do that by sharing the link beyondtherut.com slash 173. That's right. In that link, we'll have this episode plus some show notes for you, such as the book that just came out, Invest Your Time, and a lot of the resources that Matt has available around coaching, his other book, Becoming a Time Zillionaire, and so much more. We're so glad you joined us this episode, and we look forward to seeing you again or hearing from you again 
in next week's episode. Actually, you're going to hear from us uh, because we only hear from you if you email us or send us a voicemail. And all that information, again, is on beyondtherut.com slash 173. We put all our contact information in there. Well, until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.